Welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyons Podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and blesses you. Well, again, this is, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. There's no greater place to be than in the house of the Lord, rejoicing with your brothers, your sisters, your mother, your father, in my case here, and in, in your case as well. So it's good to see you all. You know, the Lord has made it abundantly clear in his word that we were created for one reason. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go through some reasons here, but... That reason is to be happy, right? That reason is to get rich. And I'm saying things that are not the reason, okay? That reason is to just be nice to each other and mind your own business and go on with your life. Is that why God created us? No, no. God created us for one reason and one reason alone, to be worshipers of God Almighty, to praise Him. Everybody say, worship God. That is why you were created. You weren't created here just to uh, live in a gated community with a nice Porsche in the garage or whatever you drive, whatever Bentley or whatever. Those are blessings, but that wasn't why you were created. You were created to worship God. And that was the singular and only reason why we were created. But we often praise other things in life that make no eternal impact. For example, last week, we all praised God's team, the 49ers, who happened to lose, right? And, uh, you know, God just wanted in his great wisdom to give them extra rest for next season. So he gave them a quick exit out of the playoffs, right? But I've seen some of you root for your team, raise your hands, clap your hands, stomp your feet, get up off the couch, so how much more should we be able to do that for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? Amen? That's what I want to talk to you today about praising God, about praising the living God, the living King, the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. You know, there's nothing wrong with rooting for a team. If you happen to be a 49er fan, a Raider fan, a Cowboy fan, whatever you are, there's nothing wrong with that. But the... The point is that our praises should be and stand out for our God and our King, amen, much more than for a sports team and overpaid athletes. As believers in Christ, each of us have the privilege of having royal blood pumping through our veins. That's why I can look at you and say, you are a daughter of the King, you are a child of the King, you are a son of the King, and on and on and on, because you have royal blood, because He has saved you, bought you, redeemed you, amen? You are children of God. And because of that, don't ever forget this, you and I can praise God wherever we are and wherever we go. I'm not just talking about church. I'm not, just, I'm not just talking about the occasional prayer at home. I'm talking about 24-7, 365, you can have praise on your lips. And we're going to talk about that today. And I want to show you a principle that I learned when I first became a believer a long time ago. And now at the age of 39, I still practice that. You know, there was an old song, and some of you that know this can sing it with me. The chorus went like this, and I'm not a singer, so just bear with me, okay? It went like this. It said, praise him, 
praise him, praise him in the morning, praise him in the noontime, praise him, praise him, praise him when the sun goes down. How many remember that, right? Amen, amen. And, and that song is a reminder to you and I, number one, of why I shouldn't sing, but number two, what we can do. We can praise from the morning we get up, from the time we get up to the time we go to bed. And, and even more importantly, when you're going through those tough days, maybe some of you tomorrow have a job that you're going to that you do not like, and you do not like the people that you're going to be working with tomorrow or are going to see. That's a great time to praise God. Praise your Lord for your goodness. I have a job. I have income coming in to meet my needs. You may not like the place you're in, but you have a roof over your head, shelter for yourself and your family. You have a reason to praise him, amen? All of us have reason to praise God. And when we really think about it, we can spend all day just praising him for those many reasons. I want to invite you to open your Bible if you have it. If not, I'll have it up on the screen for you on the overhead. But to the book of Isaiah, chapter 61 verses 1 through 3, and this is out of the New King James Version. This is, these are the words of Jesus, and listen to these words, starting in verse 1. And I'm going to focus on a particular uh, set of words in here, but I want to read the whole thing for context. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. Father God, we thank you right now for your word. We pray, Lord, that you would help us each to open our heart and our spirit to receive your word, that we might gain insight into your word for our lives. And we pray that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. I want to focus on the words there that mentions the garment of praise. Everybody say the garment of praise. You see, we all have different garments. Some of you have jobs. Raise your hand if you have a job that you have to wear a uniform. You have to put on something special. You put that garment on. But the good news is when you get home, you probably take that garment off. You can't wait to take it off in some cases. Other garments might be work boots. It might be a, a heavy jacket. It could be a business suit. It, it could be whatever you fill in the blank. We all have garments that we put on. But this garment of praise is different. This garment of praise is something that you put on, but as a believer, it should never come off. It should always be on. And, and so we put this garment of praise on as believers. You know, one of the pictures I wanted to give you, I, I was going to put a bunch of slides of different coats and garments on the screen, the coat of many colors and, and so forth. In fact, this coat that I'm wearing belonged to my son who passed away 24 years ago, and it's over 26 years old. I rarely ever wear it, 
but it was one of his favorite coats, and it's always hanging in my closet, and it keeps me nice and warm, and, and I know that he's with me today. So garments are what we put on, amen? We put these garments on. And the Bible mentions also being clothed with the armor of God in another part of the Bible in the New Testament. It mentions being clothed spiritually. Again, pieces of armor that you're not to take off. You're to wear 24-7, 365 at all times. But the question I have for all of you today, and I would ask you this, is do you just wear your garment of praise at church? And then you just take it off when you get home? Do you just wear your garment of praise at church? See, the garment of praise has been given to you. The Lord Jesus Christ gave that to you as a believer. The moment you became a believer, and that's one of the things I loved about Carlos, whether it was here or at my house or wherever I saw him, he would just say, glory to God. He'd say that in the middle of the street to the stranger, right? If you all knew him, he would just declare that. Praises were on his lip whenever I saw him. And praises should be on our lips at all times. But you might be here this afternoon going, but Pastor Ray, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know where I've been. You don't know what I've done. It doesn't matter. Those are the times, especially when you and I need to, to praise like never before. And I want to tell you why. If you notice in that scripture, do we still have it up there? Um, right there. It says, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Everybody say heaviness. I don't know if you've ever had heaviness upon you. It can be a spiritual heaviness is what it's talking about here. Uh, an anxiety, a depression, something that is in your spirit that can overtake you and prevent you from even moving physically. Uh, maybe you've been that person that has one day woken up and just can't face the world and you can't even get up out of bed. I know people that have had that happen to them because the, the spirit of heaviness is upon them. And I'll tell you right now, the key to breaking all this is to begin to praise him. And I'm going to show you there's a process to do this that I learned many years ago to avoid having spirit of heaviness, to avoid having anxiousness, to avoid being depressed, and so forth and so on. The garment of praise has been given to each of you. But again, there is a process to praise, and I'm going to walk you through those. And the first point I have is you must enter through the gate. You must enter through the gate. How many, you know, when, when, whether it was Barack Obama when he was president, president, whoever, you name it, how many would have loved to have come up and met a president, right? To be able to just have access, right? Well, you, you don't just show up one day and it's me, I want to see the president. It doesn't happen that way. It doesn't work that way. Not even for the president of your own company. If you work for somebody, typically you don't just show up and say, hey, I'm here, I need to talk to you. You have to set up an appointment. There's a process in order to meet somebody, to meet royalty, to meet a president. And it's the same way with our Lord God. There is a process. Now, he hears our prayers, but there's a process that he wants you and I to go through in order to, to embrace his presence, to enter into his presence. Amen? So here's the question. Is it, possible, is it possible to praise him 
occasionally? Is it possible to praise them halfway? Yeah, but who would want to do that, right? Does anybody here manage? Any managers here, supervisors? Do you want your employees doing their job halfway? No, of course not. It's a silly question to ask. The Lord, on the same, by the same token, wants all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind. He wants you to focus on him and praise him. Amen? So I, I love what, and I don't have the scripture for you, but in Matthew chapter 22, 22 and verse 37, Matthew says this, to love the Lord with all of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. Notice he didn't say, love the Lord your God with some of your heart. He didn't say that. He said, love the Lord God with all of your heart, with all of your uh, soul, and with all of your mind. And uh, it's a reminder to every believer here how we are to approach God with all of us. Because he gave all. He gave his son. He gave all. The least we can do is give all to him. Amen? I love how David, King David in the Old Testament, spoke about praise. If you want to know how to praise, read the Psalms. Read the Psalms. Amen? In verse 34 and verse 1, David said this, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I will bless the Lord at all times. Yeah, even when I'm going through tough times, even when I hear bad news, even when I get that unexpected bill in the mail, even when I go to the gas pumps and it's $5 a gallon, even when I don't have enough money to make ends meet at the end of the month, I am still to give him praise. All the more reason. We go to the gas pumps, none of us like the gas prices we're paying right now. But God... Thank God that he gave you a vehicle to drive, that you have money to be able to put gas in that vehicle. Amen? Quit focusing on the negative stuff and begin to praise him for the blessings he's given you and I. We are to bless or praise the Lord at all times. This is part of the process I'm, I'm getting at as we um, enter through the gate. Bless his name at all times. But there's a process, and this is where I want to take you to. Psalms 100 and verse 4. Here's the beginning of that process. We enter his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. We give thanks to him and praise his name. Let me say that again. We enter his gates with thanksgiving. How many, when you go to pray, right away jump into, Lord, I need this, I need that, take care of this, take care of that. We, we tend to do that because our, our flesh, our carnal nature, just it, it reminds us of the needs we have. Do you know that God already sees that? God already is aware of that? The process that God wants you and I to walk through is to enter his gates with thanksgiving. The gates will open up to his presence when you begin to thank him, first of all. Number one, thank him. Thank him for what? You thank him for who he is. Or, excuse me, thank him for what he's done in your life. Thank you, Lord, that you saved me. Thank you, Lord, that you touched my mind. You healed my body. You healed my back. You healed my hips. You healed my knee. Thank you, Lord, for giving me that job that I didn't think I was capable of getting. Thank you, Lord, for giving me good grades. 
Thank you, Lord, for making this situation work where I didn't see a situation working. And you begin to thank him for those things. And you know what happens? That gate starts to open up because he sees you following the process, the biblical process of, of entering the gates with thanksgiving. You know, even when you don't feel emotionally able to, you should be able to give thanks. All of us should be able to give thanks. It's one of the things I love doing at Thanksgiving time is going around the table from the youngest to the oldest and just expressing why you're thankful. And every year it's a little bit different, but it reminds us that we have many reasons to be thankful. Amen? We're commanded to give thanks, to give praise. And when we approach the throne of God, the scriptures declare to enter through those gates with thanksgiving. You give thanks to God. You thank him for today. You thank him for your life. You thank him for your home, your shelter, the roof over your head, the clothes on your back, your children, that he's met the needs of your family. You may not be on Shark Tank as a millionaire. You may not be uh, on the old show, if you can remember, the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Uh, I'm dating myself there. But God has met every one of your needs, hasn't he? God takes care of your needs when you learn to give him thanks as you enter into his presence. You see, the spirit of thankfulness is what opens the gates to his presence. You cannot entertain a holy God until you've done the process, until you commit to the process. You can't just begin to come and experience an intimate holy God by just venting and giving him all your problems, all your issues in life. It doesn't work that way. He already knows them. He wants you first. Thank him. Enter those gates with thanksgiving. I can't emphasize that enough because when you begin to thank him, the gates open up, which then allows us to enter into the inner courts. And the Bible says we enter his courts with what? With praise. With praise. Praise like how? Then that's where we praise him for who he is. I praise you, God, for your faithfulness. I praise you, God, for your goodness. I praise you that you love me. I praise you for your kindness. I praise you that you are Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, and, and on and on and on. You can begin to praise him because now he's not only let you in his gates, he's letting you in the inner courts, into his intimate presence. How many know what I'm talking about today? In order to enter into his presence, there's a process. There's a process. We can't, or we cannot be in the presence of God without first giving him thanks. And then as we enter his courts, entering his courts is synonymous with entering into God's presence. When you enter his courts, you are now entering into his presence where a holy God lives, where a holy God resides. And I don't know about you, but when I pray, I want to touch heaven. I don't want to just hear, have him hear my prayers. I want to touch heaven. I want to know that he knows that I prayed. Amen? And so that's what I mean about entering through his gates, entering into his courts. And that's what the Bible says is where the heaviness is lifted. Are you going through something today of heaviness? There's many things that can affect us in our day and age especially post-COVID. This world hasn't been the same since then. 
been so much that we've had to struggle with rising prices of gas, toilet paper, eggs, I mean, unbelievable. And, and not to mention sicknesses like never before, people passing away all around us, and there's much heaviness. But the Bible says that that has to flee when you begin to praise God. It must flee. Praise causes spiritual movement in the heavens, and the heavens wipe away and move all that heaviness and that depression and that, those anxious moments, the anxious thoughts that keep you up at night thinking about how you're going to fix something when God says, if you'd only give it to me, I could take care of that. Amen? The garment of praise removes the spirit of heaviness in our lives. And that's why I believe that most of us go through trials unnecessarily because we didn't praise him and enter his courts. And because we didn't do that, the spirit of heaviness resides on us. And we're having to go through trials that we never were intended to go, go through. But the Lord, in his mercy and grace, still covers us, doesn't he? He still says, you're my child, you're my son, you're my daughter. And that's the blessing of God, amen? I want to remind you today that your greatest victory is on the other side of sacrifice. What do I mean by that? How many have early jobs where you got to wake up early, right? There's some of us. I, I got an early job. My brother, I know some of you. If you got to get up at 5 o'clock or 4 o'clock to pray, if you want to pray before your job, that's a sacrifice. It's not easy, but you got to sacrifice the time. My, my, I love to pray before I go to work. I love to pray or read the Word of God and do both, and, and then that sets the tone for the rest of my day. How, how do I know that? Because... Conversely, if, if I have a disagreement with my wife, how many know that sets the tone for your day too right there, right? Uh, we don't have disagreements. We just have discussions, by the way. But uh, God is good, amen? So set the tone for your day. Set the tone with prayer. Begin to thank him and praise him and enter into his courts and his presence walks with you. Where you go to work, his presence is with you already because you already took care of that. His presence, when you leave work and got to stop at, at Walmart to buy groceries, his presence goes with you, amen? When you go to Costco and get in that long line for gas, his presence is with you, amen? Psalms chapter 9 and verse 1. It says, I will praise you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all the marvelous things you have done. Praising God is your way of praising him for what he has done. What has he done in your life? He touched my mind. He saved me. He touched my body. He healed me. What has he done? Praise him for that. I, 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 I would challenge you to do this, to write down. I'm just big on lists. Write down all the things he's done for you. Just begin to write them down. And the next time you pray... Praise God for those things that he did in your life. Thank you, Lord, for restoring my marriage. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for restoring this relationship. Thank you, Lord, for the job you've given me. Thank you, Lord, for the healthy children I have, the healthy grandchildren I have, and on and on and on. And before you know it, you're going to have pages of things that you should be thankful for. 
Use those to praise God for in the morning. Amen? Praise Him. In fact, the, the entire book of Psalms, what's interesting, Psalms in the original Hebrew, the word Psalms means praise. So you're actually reading the book of praise. The book of praise. I would encourage you, because uh, there's two things that uh, every person that comes to church for the first time and they don't know anything about the Bible, I point them to two books. The first one is the Gospel of John. I say, read the Gospel of John. The second one is, is Psalms. Because you're, you're learning how to praise God. It's filled with David's prayers on praise and worship. Those two combined will set you on the course to, to stay a, a solid believer. So if you want to learn how to praise, read the book of praise. Amen? And, and uh, begin to do what it says. The other scripture I want to point out to you right now that many of you know, Psalms 139, you can quote this. For you, cre verse uh, 13, chapter 139 and verse 13, for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made, the Bible says. The Lord knew you before you ever popped out into this world. He knit you in your mother's womb. He has a plan for you, a purpose for you. doesn't matter if you're 22 here today, if you're 12 years old, if you're 92 years old. God still has a plan and a purpose for you. Amen? Part of thanking Him, part of praising Him, and entering into His courts with praise. Now, the third thing that I want to take you to is when you've done that, now you can enter into His blessings. Everybody say that with me. Enter into His blessings. How many want to have blessings in their life? Raise your hand if that's you. Uh, that should be all of you. All of us, and, and here's what I would say about that. Once you've given thanks to the Lord, once you've begun to praise Him, here's what happens for, say you do that tomorrow morning, you set the tone for your day. It, when you go to work, blessings are going to be there. When you come home, blessings are going to be there. When you uh, speak to your family, blessings are going to be there. When you go to the grocery store, blessings are going to be there. They're going to follow you everywhere like an umbrella that you've got in this rain it goes with you. Blessings will go upon you everywhere you go. My, my daughter Raquel, and you've heard me say this, says this statement, and this came from a few years back when we were on vacation all together with the family, and she realized that, you know what, she wasn't paying for anything because she was with dad, right? And she said, when you're with the father, you get the father's blessings. And that's so true spiritually. When you're with the father you get the Father's blessings. How many want the Father's blessings in their life today? Amen. I want to share a story from the book of Acts about Paul and Silas. How many remember the great Paul, uh, formerly known as Saul, who persecuted the church? Well, in Acts chapter 16, I'm not going to read it, but I'm just going to give you the account of the story. Paul and Silas were preaching and there was this uh, female slave that was possessed, the Bible says, was a fortune teller, could tell the future. And this person was following them day after day and was shouting out loud, who, whoever would hear, these are servants of the Most High God. You know, and 
So Paul didn't say nothing. He just let her keep on doing that. And uh, finally, after days and days of this, the Bible says he got so annoyed, he turned around to the woman and cast that spirit out of her in the name of Jesus because he got so tired of it. And immediately the spirit left her. And what happened at that point, because she was a, a slave, the owners, the people that owned her, made money off of her off of the fortune-telling, off of the foretelling that she could do. They made money off of her. And when they found out that Paul and Silas had cast that spirit out and she could no longer do what she was doing, they seized Paul and Silas. They brought them before the authorities and accused them of doing a bunch of other stuff. And the authorities had Paul and Silas beaten, beaten and thrown into jail. And here they are, thrown in jail, they were just minding their own business, preaching the word of God. And he cast out a, an evil spirit. Now they're beaten and thrown into jail. Now let's pick it up. This is what I want you to hear in Acts chapter 16, starting in verse 25. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. Let me just stop there and say it again. Think about your struggle. Here they are, beaten and thrown in jail. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up. And when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we are all here. You see, in those times, if the jailer had inmates that escaped, his head was on the chopping block. They would kill him. And so he was going to take his life because he thought the prisoners had all escaped. And Paul tells her, no, don't hurt yourself. We're all here. And miraculously, the Bible, this account goes on to say that the jailer took Paul and Silas to his home. So here they were praising God at midnight. You want to talk about blessings? Blessings followed him into the jail by praising God. This jailer took them to his house, cleaned their wounds. The Bible says that the jailer and his household were saved that night. Amen? They got saved that night, the whole household, all because Paul and Silas were praising God in the middle of the night while nobody else was, but they were. That is a blessing right there. And all because of praise. I think that far too often we can remain stuck in our situation of trials and by not praising God, by forgetting to praise Him, even though it may not look good. Paul was looking at a prison door. He was in stocks, the Bible said, chained up, bound. It didn't look good, but it didn't stop him from praising. So I, I want to challenge you here today, whatever you're facing, it may not look good, continue to praise Him, amen? Continue to praise Him. Praise Him until you enter into His presence. See, you don't have to wait until you get to heaven 
to enter into his presence. Amen. We have the privilege to be able to hear or at home. I have wonderful moments at home, just me and God. I shut the door. I have a little sign on my door that I put, and it says praying. That means to my rest of my family, don't bother me. And I pray in there, and uh, my, my daughters have started doing the same thing. They put that sign on their door. It says they're praying. So I'm glad to see that, and they are because I can hear them. And uh, there are wonderful experiences to be had when you begin to worship and praise God. Amen? Won't you stand with me at this time as we get ready to close? It's a blessing that we can praise the Lord. You see, worship is a privilege. Worship is a privilege. God does command us to give Him thanks. And as a child of God, you are children of the King, a son, a daughter of the King today. And we have the privilege to worship Him. See, this world out here isn't in churches right now. All the churches in the world, and we still need more churches. We need more and more. We need more preaching going on in this world because people have yet to hear the wonderful news of Jesus Christ. If they only knew him, they only knew that they could just begin to thank him and praise him, that blessings would come their way and that they would enter into the presence of the God that created the world, the God that led the Israelites out of Egypt in the book of Exodus, the God that helped Joseph become leader of Egypt, the God that meets your need wherever you're at today. He will meet your need and he will lift that spirit of heaviness, the spirit of depression, the spirit of anxiousness, the spirit of worry. He will lift that off of you completely. But you got to enter with thanksgiving in your heart and praise in your spirit. Amen. Let's play this song right now. Let's go to the Lord right now and let's begin to praise him right now. Thanks for listening. For more information, be sure to check out our Facebook page at Foothill Christian American Canyon.